The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me for the season three finale of There Are No Nice Guys. Yes, it is the season finale, but I plan on returning in the fall for season four, so stay tuned. Now, this entire season, I've been focusing on getting back to dating. I mean, the pandemic is becoming more under control, and I want to armor you with advice that you need to get back out there, like the importance of self-love and spotting red flags. Those are some of the topics we've talked about this season. So to round out the season, I brought in a very special guest, and oh my God, he's a man. I've never had a man on the podcast before, as you know, and I normally have a strict no men on my podcast policy. But if I'm going to break this rule, this guest is totally worth it. My guest today is a body language and emotional intelligence expert. His name is Dr. Jack Brown, and he works with negotiators, high-end sales professionals, C-level executives, clinicians, office holders, criminal investigators, select politicians, crisis management professionals, attorneys, Hollywood film and TV directors, and of course, private clients, and and those individuals interested in self-improvement, both to accurately interpret other people's body language as well as the projecting of their own nonverbal signals in the many nuanced contexts of professional and personal life. Dr. Brown has spoken and consulted throughout North America, Europe, Asia, and Pacific Rim. His expertise has been featured on CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN, BBC, National Public Radio and Success Magazine, The Atlantic Magazine, and even The Wall Street Journal. Numerous other international and national and regional broadcasts, print and online media as well. Google him. Just Google Dr. Jack Brown. You'll see what I'm talking about. Dr. Jack Brown is currently co-developing and co-writing several TV series, both dramas and true crime. You guys, I love true crime. With over 25 years of experience, critically acclaimed and internationally recognized, Dr. Brown is one of only two, one of only two body language experts in North America who is also a physician. Now, I like to call him Dr. Jack and I follow him on Twitter, Dr. G. Jack Brown. That's his Twitter handle, Dr. G. Jack Brown. And one day I tweeted at him. I was like, hey, how can your talents and skills help us journeying through the hellscape that is dating? What can you teach us single people about reading basic body language for the purpose of dating? And today, Dr. Jack has generously committed some time to talk to us about that. Dr. Jack, welcome to There Are No Nice Guys. Thank you for being here. Hey, Laura. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you even pursue and discover this passion you have about the interpretation of body language? 
Well, it's kind of a lemonade um, story from lemons, um, or I should say that the other way around. It's kind of a, 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 a lemonade from lemons. But um, anyway, um, when I was a boy, um, mm-hmm. I was in Boy Scouts, and one of the leaders I really looked up to, and he ended up not being a really good guy. Mm-hmm. So I went to my parents, who um, just celebrated their 63rd wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. and um, I went to my parents, and I I said, hey, mom and dad, how can you tell a good person from a bad person? And um, they gave me an okay answer, uh, mm-hmm. but I wasn't satisfied. So I started reading psychology in uh, psychiatry journals when I was in middle school. And wow. I'd get in trouble in, in, in um, history class and science class, and I'd be reading these psych journals. So that's how <laughs> I got into it. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, through high school, through undergrad, through medical school, et cetera, et cetera. I uh, parallel track that along with my medical school um, education, and I learned more and more and more. And of course, the science itself grew. Um, you know, it, it's a relatively young science. The modern mm-hmm. age of body language start in the late 1950s. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, and we can play catch up pretty good, but uh, you know, it's not four or 500 years old like biology or chemistry or physics. Yeah. But uh, we've learned a lot in the past uh, 50 or 60 years. And um, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So um, I, I parallel tracked it and I, I, I practiced both, uh, um, uh, both professions, medicine mm-hmm. and uh, um, body language. And uh, about 15 years ago, I, I took a sabbatical from, um, from medicine and I've, mm-hmm. I, I really haven't gone back, but uh, I'm enjoying the body language so much. So um, um, I, I could, I could talk, I'll talk your ear off and I'll answer all your questions. <laughs> well, how does a basic, just a basic, not like as, you know, in depth as your knowledge is, but how can a basic understanding of body language help us generally in life? Like the, what does the common person such as myself stand to benefit from having just a basic understanding of body language? Well, most people approach me and they say, hey, tell me if this guy's lying or I want to know uh-huh. if she's lying or does she really love me or some kind of form of deception. They want mm-hmm. to be able to look out at someone else, you know, through their life, not just one person, but usually one person is sparks it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to tell if this person's being honest or not. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's a lot of other emotions you can tell about someone else other than just deception or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's a separate group of people, and this isn't quite as common that are interested in their own body language. How do I project my own body language out to the world in the proper context and nuance to, mm-hmm. to build rapport with people? For example, sales people are really interested in that and actors are really interested in that. Mm-hmm. So those are two groups that are interested in how I project myself. How, mm-hmm. how does my body language, uh, you know, uh, interpreted to other people, but you can't learn one without learning the other. But mm-hmm. when I coach people and I work with, whether it's a, an audience of, of, of a thousand or an audience of 50 or uh, teaching people one-on-one, it's hard to uh, learn one without the other. So, um, it, it, but it's think of it too as an objectivity tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, as human beings, we're inherently biased. We think we're objective. Even uh-huh. the Einsteins among us, the left brain thinkers, old colloquial, uh, not really accurate, but left brain <laughs> thinkers think think that we're objective, but really we're not nearly as objective. We 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 just rationalize, and mm-hmm. so body language helps us to look at our own behavior, even, but certainly others. And saying, am I being objective about what's really going on here? And oh. th- so think of it as an objectivity tool. 
and, I, uh, you know, to see the world as it really is rather than um, how you may or may not rationalize it to be. That is so interesting. It sounds a little empowering too. It is. Um, it, it, it'll, it'll make you feel like you, um, once you get to a certain level, it, it, it'll make you feel like you really have a sixth sense mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's there all the time, right? It, we, we all can utilize it. It's like this, this uh, gold mine of information that is right there. And um, if you've ever been through a bad relationship or mm-hmm. a bad business relationship or a personal relationship, and then you look back and you say, holy cow, if only I might have seen that. Um, you know, before it happened. Um, I've even debriefed people say after they've been kidnapped and luckily escaped and, you know, that's a life or death thing. So, um, you know, it can help anywhere along that spectrum. Wow. Wow. Well, I want to see how this can apply to dating. And and before we go in depth into dating, I wanted to first, if you don't mind, if I can pick your brain and find out what you think some of these things that I've seen, body language signals that I've seen, uh, specifically in my personal experience with dating. So um, like mimicking, like sometimes I've noticed that if I'm, you know, maybe on a date with a guy, or maybe I've just met a guy at a bar, right? And we're talking at some point in the conversation, I feel like men mimic me. And it's like, they mimic my stance or my head tilt, or maybe the way I have my hands clasped. And I've noticed that and I'm thinking, okay, does he know he's doing this? Is this on purpose? And what does it even mean? Is he making fun of me? Well, that's a good question. So there is a uh, certain folks who will, who are taught to mirror. And so the, 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 the uh, nomenclature for that is mirroring. 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 So when two people are really in love, um, in, in truly in love, like say from a God's eye point of view, yeah, there's uh-huh. no doubt these two people are in love. They each love each other and they love each other about a you know equal magnitude. You're going to see and, and you can also see this with family members, you know, like <laughs> a mother, daughter, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, you don't it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic love. It can be, you know, familial love or platonic uh, relationship. You're going to mirror the other person if, if you're uh, in agreement with them and if you have good rapport with them at that moment, you're going to mm-hmm. mirror them. Um, and, and and this is a natural thing. Uh, and, and it's a bonding thing. And it's a pro, and you, you subconsciously we all do it all the time. However, there are people that say, oh, okay, there's a, um, uh, if, if I want to manipulate someone and, and, and make them think what I want them to think, if I mirror them, uh, then I will get them to uh, adopt my way of thinking and my point of view. Wow. And that is true to a degree, I don't advocate that uh, mm-hmm. because it's it's not sincere. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's um, you know unless you're a 007 uh, kind of a person, I don't advocate that. Um, but there are people that teach that, and I, I professionally I'm against that. But yet th- there's and there's a lot of men who uh-huh. uh, who get taught this, who uh, want to use it to their advantage in the dating world. So they say, if I mirror this woman, she'll think I like her and, and she'll, um, she'll like me more. Um, and, and if someone does mirror someone else, uh-huh. you, there's a danger if you do it too exactly yeah. um, in time 
or in configuration. So if you move your body exactly like they do and exactly like a, a second or two after, right? Cause mm -hmm. it takes you a few seconds to, you know, think about what they're doing. Then you do mm -hmm. it. Um, they're going to catch on They're They're going to catch on. So that that's going to backfire on you. Mm. The other thing is when people mirror behavior, sometimes they mirror negative behavior. And so they don't know what they're mirroring. And so they might, that's another reason it really backfire on back can backfire on you. Um, so yeah, so, but but so but if you do it so do if you move your arm exactly or your face exactly like they do or your body exactly like they do, uh, whether in magnitude or in time, they're going to catch on. So yeah, but I mean, this one individual or several individuals you're thinking of, they could have really been attracted to you, and so we all do that. Uh, my advice to your audience is, if they do it too exactly, it's it's probably it's an act. Okay. Um, and, and, and when in doubt, so, okay, there's, you know, the, the there's body language and nonverbal communication and, uh -huh. and people say, well, there's body language and there's what's the facial expression. I just use the whole term body language to describe the whole body, right? Because the mm -hmm. face is part of the body, of course. Um, but th so the most valuable part of body language is the face. And the most value, if you're pound for pound, the face has more information than the rest of the body. It doesn't mean you ignore mm -hmm. the rest of the body. You certainly do not want to do that, you know, as long as you can see it. Um, you want to say, what is this? What is the body saying to the rest of the body? But um, the face contains more information. Well, the eyes contain more information than the face, than the rest of the face does. So mm -hmm. pound for pound, the most important thing to look at are the eyes. So mm -hmm. if you forget, uh, everything else I said here today, uh, I, I, you know, think of yourself, what are their eyes saying? What are mm -hmm. their eyes saying? And if their eyes seem honest to you, or, um, that's, you know, that's a, it's a good way to gut check it. Mm -hmm. Also, I, and this is a little touchy feely for some people, but, uh, I, you know, and some people believe it literally, but at the very least, it's a way to, uh, to channel into your subconscious, mm -hmm. have conversations with your eight year old self and your 95-year-old self and say, mm -hmm. what would my 95-year-old self think of this guy? What would, what, I, what would I think of him in this situation right now? Also, think of your eight-year-old self. Mm -hmm. What would she think of me right now in this situation? How would she assess the situation? Our child instincts are often very on. And uh, in fact, studies show that that uh, when you're about 14 years old is when your instincts are most acute because uh, when you're judging an adult. So uh, yeah, it's when you have one foot in the adult world and one foot in, mm -hmm. the, in the childhood world. So, mm -hmm. you know, channel, channel your older self and your younger self as you make your adult assessment of any individual. You blew my mind, though, with the idea of it being a manipulative tactic, mirroring. What I was calling it, well, it, yeah, it, it, it sounds a people, little manipulative. People use it that way. Uh, people will use it that way. And, um, and I, again, I don't, I don't advocate it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I mean, let's say you, you go on a date with the person two or three times, um, and they still do it. You're, you're going to notice it. Even if you're yeah. not sure initially, you're going to notice it and you're going to say, this seems contrived, um, mm -hmm. and, or this seems sincere. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it, it, it comes down to sample size. If you only have a few moments to look at them, yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to be sure, but mm -hmm. you know, um, but also, yeah, like I said, look at their eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, if there's a doubt, always check their eyes or, and, and say, what would my eight year old self mm -hmm. think about mm -hmm. this guy's eyes? Um, you know, are, are they kind eyes? Also think of their voice too. So I'm a body language guy. I'm, I'm telling you to think of their voice, but, <laughs> um, does their voice sound sincere? 
mm-hmm. and, and cross-check that. And in fact, that, that's super important. So another super uh, 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 fundamental thing about body language is match it with the other two behaviors. So if you know the hit, there's actually four things to go at. If you're judging mm-hmm. someone, you would say, okay, I know history about this dude. Mm-hmm. And, but lots of times you don't, or maybe the history is inaccurate or you don't very know very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so put that off to the side. What can I tell in this moment now? So with regards to the present moment, we have body language. Mm-hmm. We also have um, the verbal language. What, what are the exact words they're using? Uh-huh. Um, and also the tone of voice. Mm-hmm. And the, all those things should be, all three of those things should be in agreement. They should feel mm-hmm. congruent. And if you start noticing yourself like, okay, this guy has a good reputation because he's a friend of a, of, a, of a person I know well. And, but some doesn't seem right. It, it, it usually means that one of those three things is divergent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the body language isn't, doesn't agree with the verbal language or the tone of voice is off. Trust yourself. All mm-hmm. three of those things should be, in, in, uh, should be congruent. They shouldn't yeah. be disparate. And, and so gut check, gut check that too. Mm-hmm. I'll always say to yourself, do those three things always seem like they're in agreement? And wow. um, if, if they do, you often get a really strong sense of sincerity from the person and empathy mm-hmm. from the person. And like, I feel like I've known this guy a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. And in w- when they're not, um, you, you, you sense something is off. Yeah. And, and listen to that voice in your head. Get very good at listening to that voice who's saying something is off. I mean, he may not be an axe murderer. But, yeah. you know, he may not be the guy, you know, or, mm-hmm. or the woman, you know, for you. He may, may not be the person for you. But listen to that. Trust that gut. I think one of the reasons that we sometimes don't trust our gut is because of it's like a mixed signals type of thing. Right. So like you just yeah. said, um, you know, things have to be all, everything needs to be in alignment. And so yes. the person could be saying all the right words, but then their tone's a little off. And so I think often we want to believe the words. Yeah. We, and, and ignore and, the tone. Interestingly, when, the more formal education we have, mm-hmm. uh, the less our instinct usually is. So if you have a lot, if you went to, mm-hmm. you know, you have three degrees, four degrees, or even one degree, mm-hmm. you, you tend to say, oh, look, I went to Johns Hopkins, or look, I went to Harvard, or, you know, University of Iowa. Uh, and you say, and you tend to, we tend to put a lot of credence and a lot of weight on that formal education. Mm-hmm. And people who, who say don't have an advanced degree, they tend to have better instincts and they tend, they're not necessarily born with better instincts, but they, they, that's what they rely on. And that, and, and the people with formal education, it atrophies. Uh-huh. So later on in life, and it doesn't take very many years in your twenties, uh-huh. it tends to atrophy down. So we tend not to listen to our instincts as, as well. Uh-huh. And um, so, um, you know, of course, you know, there's exceptions for everything. I like to think I'm one of them. Th- that those street smarts. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, uh, preach against education or yeah. anything like that. But the the, the street smarts, you definitely want to. Um, we, we get good at um, I- ignoring our instincts. Mm-hmm. You know, if the person's really attractive. Uh, yeah. You know, if the person's maybe you know in, have a, has a good job. If the mm-hmm. person, you know, we, we get we get super biased when we're picking mm-hmm. out a partner. 
Um, yeah. and, and for example, good looking people are more, they, they have a better, tr- <laughs> they're, they're more, when they decide to deceive, they don't mm-hmm. deceive mm-hmm. anymore, but when they decide to deceive, they pull it off better. Yeah. So they're, they're more believable when they do lie. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they lie more, but they're more just, they're more believable when they do lie. And when we catch them in a lie, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. forgive them easier. Yeah. You know, why do we do that uh, as human beings? But we all do it. Oh, and, I know exactly why I do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 funky, and the same thing for height. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, oh, God, for, yes. yeah, for height. You know, um, tall men get elected mm-hmm. more. Tall tall men get promoted for a more. There, there's interesting um, um, correlations with facial hair too in promotion. Mm-hmm. Or, or electability in public office with facial hair too. So that's a, that's a fascinating. I can go down that and talk a lot about that too, and deception and, and different things with facial hair. But I will want. fall for the bullshit of a tall man way before I'll ever fall for the bullshit of a man who's like five foot six. I mean, yeah, yeah. A lot of studies show. <laughs> yeah, I've read studies where saying you know if the guy makes whatever he makes bank and. Um, you know, he's really good looking. His face is mm-hmm. really good looking mm-hmm. and he's, you know, got a great personality, but he's five foot, he's five foot six compared to the average guy who's six foot two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How many women will opt for the six foot two guy? You yeah. know, that's, that's a fascinating thing. Um, but yeah, it is. And, and, you know, there's a, there's a correlation with longevity. So there's a lot of studies for longevity, you know, different mm-hmm. correlations mm-hmm. with longevity. And if the guy is 9% taller than the woman, uh, those have the longest longevities in terms of, you know, a relationship. Now mm-hmm. it, we all can think of exceptions. Okay. The couple's about mm-hmm. equal height or mm-hmm. even the woman's taller that they work out better, but this is, this is an interesting correlation. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, 9% taller. Um, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a funky thing. So, uh, <laughs> now what are some body language signals that I can be cognizant of that, uh, uh, inform me of a man's attraction to me or interest because now I now mirroring is off the table. Next dude who mirrors me, I'm just right away going to be like, okay, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> but I want to know what are the signals of a guy who actually does like me. You know, I mean, there are a lot of men who are just freaking shy. Yeah, well, um, one of the biggest things is um, whole body pointing and facial pointing and and well, the whole body. So. Uh-huh. Um, you know, is eye contact part of the whole body? Yeah, that's probably the most important part. They're going to look at you. They're going to have a lot of eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. Now, one exception for that, and it's an important exception, is folks on the autism spectrum. Uh-huh. And there's a lot more uh, boys, uh-huh. you know, of course, the, out, women out there with children and, and, and parents out there with children, you know, so there's more boys. And of course, there's more men with mm-hmm. aut- on the autism spectrum. And a lot mm-hmm. of those people are not diagnosed. I would love if there's an audience member out there, uh, this is one thing I would put forth. I think there would be a great, what would be a great podcast. This would be a great television show because mm-hmm. folks on the spectrum, there's a lot of folks on the spectrum. And what about other adults out there who are in a relationship with someone who they think might be on the spectrum mm-hmm. or who they are on the spectrum mm-hmm. and they just want to be a better partner? Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted, or, or maybe you want to be a better boss. Maybe you have employees that are on the spectrum, or maybe your boss might be on the spectrum, et cetera. So there needs to be, uh, adult education in the popular culture for people who are, um, who are neurotypical, mm-hmm. uh, who are trying to be the best they can be with folks around them who happen to also be 
uh, on the autism spectrum. But mm -hmm. folks on the autism spectrum is one reason why they might not have good eye contact. Mm -hmm. And that also overlays with deception. So I'll be talking that in a, in a few minutes about yeah. deception. So always think of that. You know, is this person not looking at me because they're dishonest, maybe? Are mm -hmm. they not looking at me because they're not attracted to me? Are they not looking at me because they're distracted with something else or thinking about something else? Maybe they have anxiety. But um, are they not looking at me because they're on the spectrum? So that, that it, it is an important thing to, to consider. But mm -hmm. uh, aside from that, yeah, eye contact is the most important thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but also their shoulders are going to be pointed for towards you because if their oh. heads, if their shoulders are turned and they have eye contact and their heads turned mm -hmm. towards you, that's not as direct eye contact. So um, in, in fact, if someone's not looking directly at you, but their head is turned and their body's turned, like say 45 degrees or 30 degrees away from you, that mm -hmm. we don't look directly at someone who we don't like, don't respect, aren't attracted mm -hmm. to, don't believe. Um, mm -hmm. So you're going to point your body at them. That includes your feet. Um, so you know, if you're sitting, say there, say there's a, a, a bunch of married couples uh, sitting mm -hmm. around a table and it's a round table and just say it happens to be glass. You look underneath, you go, OK, this person's married to this person. This person's partners with this person, et cetera, et cetera. But I can tell this guy's more attracted to this other woman than he is his own wife. Why? Because his feet are pointing in that direction. So when I say whole body pointing, if someone's attracted to you, their feet are going to be pointing towards you. Their hips are going to be pointing towards you. Their shoulders are going to be pointing towards you. Their their neck is going to be, you know, their head's going to be turned towards you. And they're going to have a lot of eye contact. So that's whole body pointing. That in general is super important. And so say you're on a date with someone who you kind of don't like or you're not sure uh -huh. about, uh -huh. you might, uh, or say you're in the business world and a guy's hitting on you and you don't really like it. You know, you, that's one thing that's important to do is maybe turn your lower body 30 degrees away. Um, mm -hmm. And so you're sending subtle signals that, hey, even though my shoulders are turned at you and my head's turned at you, I still have eye contact and I'm still talking business. My lower body is turned away from you. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not sending you positive signals. But if it's a date or if you're attracted to the guy, uh, you know, or the woman, you, you turn your body towards them, um, you know, your whole body. And, and that includes the lower body. So that, that's, that's a super important thing. So when <laughs> a, guy, a guy's eyes too, of course, will wander and, it, 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 you know, what are they looking at? Mm -hmm. And if, if a guy, so for your guys out there uh, in the audience, I know your, your audience is mostly women, um, men who look at, you know, so obviously looking at cleavage or looking at uh, a woman's breasts are, mm -hmm. you know, that's a kind of a giveaway, but that's mm -hmm. almost um, to, for a lot of men, it's a sub, it's so strongly ingrained. It, it, it's not necessarily a sign that they're attracted to you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost biological. Um, mm -hmm. And most men, hopefully, beyond a certain age, learn to suppress that in, yeah. in most settings because you know it's 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 yeah you know, well it's it's just not it's not a wise thing. I go yeah. all. but but um, it, it, what's a another version of that or a lighter version of that? Men who look at you say stare at your mouth. That's mm -hmm. a sign that they're attracted to you. Oh. Uh, they, they might you might notice them looking at your mouth, and you might say, "Geez." do I have a piece of spinach in my coffee <laughs> in my tea? Or, or something like that? That um, does happen. But, yeah. But that, but, and we all, yeah, of course it, it, it may. And, 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 but that's a sign of sexual attraction too, that may be present in someone who's learning to suppress the, you know, the cleavage stare. Um, that that's, that's a signal, but um, 
And um, as long as we're on the subject, so what's the op kind of going the opposite? If you ever are creeped out by a guy, now mm -hmm. you have to you have to um, use this in certain settings. There's some certain settings you wouldn't want to use it if you're creeped out by a guy. But let's say you're mm -hmm. at a I don't know a Christmas party where there's lots of other people around, and this guy is just like really hitting on you and he's not taking no for an answer or he's not getting the signals if you stare stare right through their forehead so pick a, a spot <laughs> kind of in the center of the forehead but uh -huh. maybe just a skosh maybe like a half a centimeter down from the center of the forehead but still pretty mm -hmm. much in the center anyway and you stare through them as if you could you're seeing something that's you know 30 feet in back of their head mm -hmm. and you have to have kind of a neutral um a, 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 a kind of a blank stare when you're doing it and okay. look right through them and maybe just a, a tiny bit pissed off, um, just, just, just a little bit um, mm -hmm. and look through them. That person will think, holy shit, this, she's a witch. Like she's putting a hex on me and, it, and that will be a kind of a protective thing. But again, you, and that'll, that'll creep a lot of guys out, but you, you don't <laughs> want to do that in very many settings or in all settings, but only if there's other folks around you where there's a crowd and you can protect yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't advocate that in a parking lot, you know, if, mm. if, if a guy's behaving badly there or following mm -hmm. or anything like that. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a highly contextual thing. The guy, the guy also is going to say he, he, he might be um, um, touching himself. So he might be um, um, reaching his hand across. And, and this is this, this is blunt as it sounds. Mm -hmm. He might be reaching his hands across his chest and, and, and touching his opposite chest, say with his right hand mm -hmm. uh, uh, touching his left chest and specifically mm -hmm. his nipple, mm -hmm. um, you know, because that isn't a, a you know, a, a sexual or the body he's self-stimulating and he's not realizing it. <laughs> I, 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 women will, will occasionally do this, but a lot, lot less, you know, I, another thing that both genders tend to do or all genders tend to do, I uh -huh. should say is, 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 uh, is maybe touch the inner part of their arm, say lightly stroke the inner part of the lower arm, say from their, uh, their uh, inside of their elbow, the opposite side of the elbow, it's called the antecubital fossa for, for those mm -hmm. out there medically correct. But mm -hmm. the whole inner side of your lower arm, all the way down to the inner side of your wrist, if, if your audience members just gently stroke it right now, they, they'll <laughs> notice that that's pretty yeah. ticklish slash an erogenous zone where it, you know, it feels kind of, you know, good. And mm -hmm. so you'll notice people, um, touching their, so their inner arm like that. And so what are they doing? They're, they're, they're self-stimulating without realizing it. So they, they could do that when they're talking to you at a table and they're not realizing it. Um, you know, playing with the cylindrical object, say with the pencil mm -hmm. or the stem of their glass. Um, that's a, um, uh, that's kind of a, a stimulation by proxy. This is an inanimate object, but I'm still stimulating it. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's why, you know, lipstick commercials with the, um, you know, ads with the, um, th those, those are quite, uh, provocative as, mm -hmm. as well as so things like that, or, or the way you put on your lipstick around a man, you know, if you mm -hmm. want to send him a signal. Um, so that's, um, you know, th those are some things, but yeah. think about the whole body pointing, um, and, and, um, you know, that self-simulation. Mm -hmm. Another thing is the preying. Um, they may uh, preen themselves or you, and mm -hmm. you know they might might straighten their tie if they mm -hmm. have a tie on, or or 
you know, straighten their jacket, even though it doesn't need straightening, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or straightening their watch or their, or their cuffs uh, mm-hmm. on their shirt, even though it doesn't really need straightening. What are they doing? They're, they're preening, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're preening themselves. So they're, that, that's a, uh, I, I'm taking a, uh, it's a subliminal um, grooming Mm-hmm. that people will do around folks they're attracted to. But it works in the other way too. I mean, like say you have a, a, a person, say, say you have a woman uh, who's, who's a, a physician mm-hmm. and she's attracted to one of her subordinates um, or, or a colleague, say. Um, mm-hmm. And so he, maybe he has a little piece of lint on his shoulder. And um, so she'll, she'll maybe pick the lint off, but without permission. She'll just, she'll mm-hmm. just say, oh, you have some lint on your shoulder there. You know, and she'll do it without permission. She won't say, you know, hey, there's lint. Can I pick it yeah. off? She'll just do it. Yeah. Um, and um, that's a sign that she's attracted to him mm-hmm. and and he should get that. But it's also something it, it's something that most people who in that situation will do subconsciously. Now, Dr. Jack, I have been operating under the impression. So let's go back to preening and um, self-stimulation and actually even the body pointing. I thought we women were all doing this stuff on purpose because I got to tell you, you're listing off my moves. You've listed off the moves that I make and the signals that I purposely give off in order to let a man know that I'm attracted to him. Well, I thought so- all of us women were doing this on purpose. Well, yeah, and there, and there, so there's levels of consciousness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, you are more well thought on it, and you're more well read on it, and um, you know professionally, you, you have you, you're much more educated on this formally and informally than say most people. But yeah, and well, going back to the difference between say male and female, mm-hmm. women tend to be better communicators in general. Yeah, uh, I mean verbal, nonverbal all things in between. Women are better communicators. And one of the reasons for that is the way the brain is constructed. So the, the, the connections between the right and left hem, uh, left hemisphere, um, there's a connection. There are a bunch of fibers called the corpus callosum. And mm-hmm. a lot of studies show that there's about 30% more connections in the average woman's brain compared to the average man's brain. And, mm-hmm. um, and also, if you look at uh, a, a human brain underneath a functional MRI scan, these are research MRI scans. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, not, um, once for diagnosis or typical MRI scans, but they're used for research. And you can see like, say maybe 30 areas of the brain or 25 areas of the brain are lit up when you show a, a woman, a particular video, uh, you know, of a, any given movie scene, um, mm-hmm. and where, uh, you show the same scene to a guy and you could go across a bunch of different subjects on this, not just any one scene, but, mm-hmm. uh, the guy's brain might be lit up in, in four or five areas women's lit up a lot more. So Mm -hmm. women are better whole brain thinkers and they tend to be better multitaskers. And, and one of the, the, one of the epitomes of multitasking is communication Mm -hmm. because it's not just talking. It's, it's, it's how you say the words, Mm -hmm. you know, you, if you listen to a recording of the average woman, uh, talking, um, whether regardless to who they're, to whom they're talking, um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of vocal variations in there that other women will pick up that men mm-hmm. will not pick up. They might say really? there's two or three vocal variations, whereas a woman listening to another woman will say, no, there's six or seven vocal variations. Mm-hmm. So w- w- women are better communicators in general. And one of mm-hmm. those areas is nonverbal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they tend to uh, women tend to be better uh, more cognizant of their body language mm-hmm. uh, when, so they there tends to be more of a conscious component to it 
but mm-hmm. still the vast majority of it is unconscious. And, um, but, but pound for pound. Yeah. Now there's plenty of women who, who aren't very good at it at all. Mm-hmm. And yes. there's plenty of men who are very good at it, but, but on average, women are better communicators and body language is one of those. But so yeah, th- th- women do these things deliberately. Absolutely. But yeah. yeah, there are other things. Another one is a sh- safe that women will commonly do is, is a shoe dangle. Yeah. Where, say you have, oh, yeah, that's um, another move. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Yeah, Jack, you you're have, giving away all my moves here. <laughs> yeah, where you dangle, you say you have, say, four-inch heels on and your, mm-hmm. your high heels and you're dangling the shoe, you're, you're, you're um, you know, letting the, the toe uh, end of the shoe um, yeah. on. Yeah, kind of anchor on the, the shoe. Heel yeah. is, the heel is off and your legs are crossed and, mm-hmm. you're, de- and you're pointed it at the guy. That mm-hmm. is also... Um, erotic and should mm-hmm. be a, uh, a sign. I, one that's overused a lot is the head toss and the hair flick. Um, oh yeah. I'm a good, I'm good at that one. Yeah. I have yeah. that one down to an art. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that can be definitely overused, but I mean, a, a lot of guys are, are brain dead. So, you know, guy, the average, the, the average, say a, a, a woman has to send three or four or five or six signals before the guy mm-hmm says, oh, you know what? She might be wow. interested in me. Um, wow. And so, yeah, a lot of guys are really brain dead that way. So, you know, that's one reason may, why, you know, some guys may say, yeah, she's flicking her hair too much, but, but the particular guy she's interested in isn't getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's uh, something that's true, uh, very true. So wh- one thing, one's a, one's a great green light uh, for a woman to send or t- 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 to a potential partner is mm-hmm. if you look back over your shoulder, this works particularly well if you have a bare shoulder, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, even if it's, you know, got a, a shirt or blouse on you, you look over your shoulder and it's a raised shoulder. So the shoulder is slightly raised. Your head is slightly down. So your eyes have to look slightly up. And then you have a, a, a suppressed smile, but it's a sincere smile, but it's just su- suppressed. So this is all quite subtle, a bunch of different things I'm mentioning. And you're looking back at a guy. Uh, over your raised shoulder. So he's really at your back or partially at your back and you're looking over your raised shoulder at him. Um, This is a, this is a big ass green light, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like this person is interested in you. Um, So that's a, um, that's a strong signal. uh, You do realize I'm going to be practicing that move like all evening tonight. Yeah. Yeah. that's, (laughs) That's a good one. The shoe dangling, though, I just want to add to that one. Sometimes it's, it's fun to let the shoe fall off, and then he picks up the shoe and places it on your foot for you. Yeah, well, that yeah, and of course, when you do that, or you drop a, anything, mm-hmm. and, but particularly a shoe. Mm-hmm. And now, um, when and if the guy was astute and he thought that this was done with some element of deliberate uh, intent, mm-hmm. or or maybe subconscious or conscious. Um, he might gently for a second, for a split mm-hmm. second, mm-hmm. touch part of the foot as he's putting it on. Yeah. Um, you know, not too much. Yeah. But this would be uh, incredibly erotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, 
if a person if, if a person gives you permission to give them a foot rub, now there's about eight percent of people who don't like foot rubs. You know, like, yeah. no matter what, they could be totally in love. They could be married forever, or you know, whatever. Totally in love with you, mm-hmm. but they never. You know, about eight percent of people don't like their feet rub the feet rub. But you mm-hmm. know, most of us do. But yeah. we have pick only some people that can do it. Yeah. When you give someone a green light to have a, a foot rub, uh, to, to rub your feet. That mm-hmm. means that um, sexual intimacy either has happened mm-hmm. or, damn, you want it to happen now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, there's that scene from um, Pulp Fiction. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of your listeners might. That's that's very accurate. Yeah. That that little, um, you know, if for those of you who haven't seen it, just Google um, Pulp Fiction um, foot rub and. <laughs> That, that, that scene is damn accurate. Yeah. So if someone gives you a green light to rub their feet, you know, yeah, you can, you, they want you to sleep with them that night. So, so if, say if you were on a, a date and someone did dangle their shoe and it dropped off and then in the, in you picked it up and put it on their uh, foot um, and you touched their foot even a little mm-hmm. bit, holy cow, you just went from, yeah, you just went from zero to 90 miles an hour pretty quick. So um, yeah, that's something um, that would really um, accelerate the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's a huge sexual catalyst. Yeah, it's yeah. foreplay. I mean, to me, that is a oh, it's absolutely it's a foreplay. step toward yeah, yeah. That's a, that, and in a public place, that some damn hot foreplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's um, yeah. And, and 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 for anyone who thinks that's hyperbole or that's exaggerated. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they're they're wrong. It absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> now, so we talk about you know signals for showing attraction, communicating attraction and interest. But before you and I started recording this, we we, we chatted. And I was telling you how you know married men have infiltrated the dating scene, and so there's so many of us who are, are being deceived by married men. We're going out on dates, and we find out the hard way maybe later that you know the guy's actually in a relationship. Is there some sort of I don't know. Are there is there are there body language? But aside from that, looking me in the eyes, because you did talk about how eye contact is a lot. But are there other types of uh, signals that I could be looking out for to see? Like, is this guy hiding something from me? Yeah. So I mean, that, that fall into the general category of deception. So mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit more about eye contact with deception because okay. that is the number one thing. So when with with deception, there's a lot mm-hmm. of different things you look at for deception. Um, and of course, lying with regards to, you know, fidelity, you know, mm-hmm. is only one of them. But um, when people uh, w- with regards to lying and eye contact, when say you're having a good conversation with someone mm-hmm. uh, and you, it's about nothing that's super um, sensitive or deceptive. And then you talk about something and, you know, regardless of the subject, in this case, fidelity or, you know, who, who are, are you? Are you single? Um, mm-hmm. And their eye contact changes. You, you might think, okay, what's going on here? Or there's a possibility that deception is going on. So mm-hmm. you want to match the verbal with what he's saying and see is it congruent mm-hmm. with with the nonverbal. So he says, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not dating anyone. I haven't dated anyone in you know whatever a year. And mm-hmm. and um, so, but his eye contact changes. How might it change if he's being deceptive? He, it's either going to do, generally speaking, one or two things. He, he's either going to, the eye contact in terms of percentage is going to diminish mm-hmm. or it's going to increase. So it's going to feel like a stare, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden he's staring at me. Um, or 
it's going to drop away percentage wise. And it also <laughs> drops away direction wise. It tends to go down and tends to go more times than not, it tends to go down to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so eye contact will either go one of those two extremes. When you have good rapport with someone, your eye contact is going to stay about 30 to 70 percent. And it, it, it'll 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 go maybe to the top of the bridge of your nose, the very tops of your cheeks and the, maybe your eyebrows, but not not to your forehead. So think of that whole oval area, that, that okay. ellipse area is your uh-huh. eyes, even though it's a little bit more than just your eyes. Think of that 30 to 70 percent. You should if you're having good rapport with someone, you should be looking in that area, kind of a zigzag random motion. But all of a sudden, if you get a stare. You go, uh-huh. okay, what's going on there? Now, it could be during a particularly sexual or romantic part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why people stare at you. They're, they're, they're sexually attracted to you. Another reason why people stare at you is um, they're, they're, they're predatory or they're, even, or they're angry at you. But the, that is different. The, the other parts of the face look completely different. So most mm-hmm. of your audience will say, okay, that's sexual or this is predatory. You know, mm-hmm. it looks different. Without mm-hmm. going into all different, um, without going into that, uh, most of your audience will say, "Okay, I know the difference between that." But but if their eye contact goes way up into percentage to a stare, or it goes down, and usually not only down in percentage but down into the right, um, mm-hmm. you know, or they might cover their eyes when they're doing that. They might they might all of a sudden have extended blinks, longer blinks, and they might rub their eyes um, usually oh. with one hand. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll rub both eyes. If they said that, that's another form of diminished eye contact. Why? Because I'm rubbing my eyes, I'm covering mm-hmm. my eyes, or I'm blinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things go for deception. Another thing they tend to do is they tend to get monosyllabic, and and sh- their sentences get shorter and their words get smaller. So they, you know, they'll they they won't go into a long sentence, and but their their words get really short. Um, and um, if they're standing. What they'll, if they're lying about mm-hmm. fidelity, their mm-hmm. feet will get closer together. Uh, think of this as kind of like a turtle. Their feet get closer together um, and their hands tend to go in their pockets or oh. uh, tend to be close to their torso, maybe even covering up their groin area. Uh, it's called a fig leaf or genital guarding when uh-huh. people actually cover up their groin area. Um, and, and we do this when we're deceptive. We do it when <laughs> we have a low confidence, uh, low emotional comfort. Uh, but also their feet get close together. That's more beta too. They're in a beta yeah. moment there if they're deceptive. The other thing is their neck gets a little shorter and their shoulders get kind of higher. Not like a shoulder shrug, but they just, uh-huh. their neck gets shorter. You know, that's again, like a turtle. Think of a turtle, you know, why is their, why is their sh- uh, shoulders elevated? Why does their neck seem like it's like disappearing there? Um, you know, again, low confidence. Uh, the turtle wants to get in his shell. He wants to leave, but he can't really leave. And so his, you know, his eye contact goes down, his sentences get shorter, his words get smaller, his feet get close together, he's covering up his crotch, his shoulders get higher, his neck mm-hmm. gets shorter. Um, you know, all those things go, go with deception. You, you, I mean, like another way, another thing to do is to ask open-ended questions. Um, oh. You know, are, are, you, are you seeing someone else? Why would I see someone else? <laughs> no, you didn't answer the question. Oh. Damn it. Are you seeing someone else? No, he should have answered no. Um, you know, when would I have time to have an affair? Are you having an affair? When would I have time to have an affair? You didn't say no, mm-hmm. I'm not. And so when people don't answer the question um, and it's the first thing out of their mouth, that's a really, really strong giveaway. Um, you know, you're, you're not answering the question and you're not denying it. So um, do these deceptive tactics work not only when like a married man's on a date with a single woman, he's trying to deceive her, but will he take home these same 
body language signals. And when his wife is asking him questions, is he going to be reacting that same way with, you know, yep. the open-ended questions and the absolutely. shrinking when, like a turtle? In both, both directions. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Have you, do you have any stories of any time that maybe uh, a married woman who's hired you to help her figure out if her husband's cheating on her? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I do. Any that you can share. (laughs) I have have a, um, so there was a politician. I'm really selecting the politicians I work with. Um, um, and Uh. she was out East. She was a member of the house of representatives and, um, she, um, uh, was running for reelection and, um, she was being challenged in the primary and she didn't feel like she should be challenged in the primary. You know, like, why am I getting attacked from my own side? And so, uh, she said, to me on the phone, like, Hey, I want you to come out and, and help me with body language. I really want to learn body language. And, and you can hear the word, butt coming a mile away. Yeah. I really want to learn body language. I really want you to teach me everything, you know, but the, uh-huh. but the real reason I want you here is I think my campaign manager is on the take for my competition. <gasps> I really think my, my campaign managers, uh, on the take for the competition. Oh, no. And so the campaign manager, uh, w- w- the campaign manager was, was a woman. And mm-hmm. so I went out there and, uh, I said, yeah, I'll come out there for three or four days and I'll, I'll kind of figure that out. And I figured it out really quickly. Ooh. Uh, she, it, it was true, uh, that she did detect some dishonesty in her campaign manager, but her campaign manager wasn't, uh, on the take for her competition and working for her person running against her in the primary, but she was, um, uh, sleeping with her husband. Oh my so, God. I just knew yeah. you were going to go there. Like I have yeah, my eyes yeah, closed yeah. waiting so, for this. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I've actually had cases of similar cases, both in both genders in both directions there mm-hmm. where, um, yeah. And, and th- those kinds of things happen a lot at the office too. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I can go on and on with the stories there. I uh, imagine yourself if you were, if you were with her, worth a couple hundred million dollars mm-hmm. from the time you were a little girl. Mm-hmm. You grew, when you grow up, you wouldn't know, does someone really love me for me or does mm-hmm. someone really love me for my money yeah. or my power? Uh, so I, there are some wealthy people that hire me, real wealthy people that hire me. And you don't have to be very wealthy when this happens, but, mm-hmm. some, <laughs> you know, um, they want me to vet their boyfriend, girlfriend, um, fiance. And, you know, I... does this person really love me? And you, I don't sit across the table. Mm-hmm. Um when, you know, from them to interview them, you know, they don't know I'm a body language expert. I got to go undercover and do some, you know, like on a couple's vacation or something like that, (laughs) clandestine work. They think I'm someone else. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's a fascinating thing too, but um, I can make a, I can make a, uh, a television show out of it. Just that. Well, along those same lines, I mean, not only do single women have to worry about, you know, a man hiding the fact that he's already in a relationship or he's married, we've got to worry about our own personal safety, you know, and, and, you know, is is the dude across from me at dinner a closet misogynist? Is he, is he likely to commit domestic violence, um, be abusive if we were in a relationship? Um, and a lot of women don't find out these things about men that they fall for until it's too late, you know, until they're being slapped. That's when they figure out, oh, this dude's been abusive this whole time. Um, are there red flags that we can spot like on that first date or maybe on a second date in, in terms of body language signals? Like, you know, this dude is hostile, possibly violent. Yeah. The short answer is yes. So most body language is, is taught in classically um, you know, when you're first learning it in mm-hmm. the mid-level uh, skill level, it, it's taught, what is this person 
thinking, feeling in this moment now? What are they, what are their emotions now in this moment? But if mm-hmm. once you get to a higher skill level, you can make some generalizations about their overall personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really kind of cool, but it, it doesn't, um, you know, it requires a fair amount of training to get to that point. But, um, and, and, you know, some people have good instinct. Well, one thing I would say to your audience, I said this earlier, trust your instinct. It, mm-hmm. You know, listen to that little girl in you. Listen to that old person on the, you know, rocking on the porch. There's 95. Channel those two people. And what you're really doing there, I mean, you might be really channeling those individuals, <laughs> but you also are, are accessing your subconscious. You're giving your subconscious and your instincts permission to come out. So mm-hmm. think of that old Think of that little girl, think of that old lady and listen to them, have conversations. What would they say about this individual? So trust your instincts. Even if it's a business situation, there's no potential for danger at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's even an iota of, of potential for physical danger, it's mm-hmm. all that much more important. Always, yeah. always, always trust your instincts. Doesn't matter what reputation they have, um, and so I've debriefed people after after they've been uh, kidnapped, and of mm-hmm. course they've been um, they've been you know they escaped, and that's fortunately why one you know I, I get to interview them. But yeah. and there's there's and you can you can read recounts uh, of not just me but anyone who's debriefed um, folks in this situation, and they would they will say to you, it's one thing if people you know get a bag tossed over their head, you know, walking down the street at night and they don't see what's coming. Mm-hmm. Not those people, but almost everyone that's kidnapped has a has a um, an exposure to that individual a little bit beforehand. That's not um, that's not uh, confrontational, and and they have a few moments or maybe a few days sometimes of mm-hmm. of something's not quite right here. Something my signals went up always. So I just want to beat that point home is always mm-hmm. trust those uh, things. Um, so tr- trust your instincts. Um, and, and now, and I even have clients keep an instinct journal about oh. tiny little things, you know, like which, which line in the grocery store went, you know, went quicker. Did I get oh, the right uh-huh. line in the grocery store to big things? Uh-huh. You know, did I marry the right person or did I date the right person? You know, and, and, you know, listen to your instincts. Mm-hmm. Um, but with regards to specific body language, one that's really got a high correlation with sociopathic behavior mm-hmm. and psychopathic behavior is a, uh, um, a body language that we all do rarely from time to time. I'll describe it here in a minute. We all do it rarely, uh, but people that do it frequently, um, and, and, and it seems like people fall into two camps. They either do it rarely or they do it frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of us do it rarely. And there's some of us that do it frequently. Those some people that do it frequently are sociopaths or psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got an extremely high correlation. And the facial expression is this. They have an, the, the center part of their forehead. Uh, it's called uh, not the whole forehead, but just the center part of the forehead goes mm-hmm. up. Um, and they have a subtle mouth smile. Um, so, uh, you know, I say mouth smile, the, the, the most important component of a, of a true smile mm-hmm. is, are the eyes. It's not the mouth, but, um, so the mouth is, is like subtly smiling, uh, but it doesn't seem like a full smile at all. It's even kind of subtle or medium or sm- kind of subtle. And, and, but the center forehead goes up. Now we make this expression when we're feeling arrogant, Hopefully we don't feel arrogant too much. And there's mm-hmm. other expressions for arrogance. We feel it when we're feeling, um, we make this expression when we occasionally feel contempt. Hopefully mm-hmm. we don't feel contempt too much. Mm-hmm. Most of us healthy individuals don't. And there are certainly other expressions for contempt. 
Um, and we also make this expression when we feel like an impatient incredulity. Yeah, I just don't believe what you're saying. I don't believe this. Um, but there's other expressions for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we all make it from time to time, but the people that make it a lot uh, has got an extremely high correlation with sociopathic behavior. So again, it's a, it's a center forehead is elevated and, and with a little mouth smile. Um, uh, one person do this all the time is Vladimir Putin. He, Putin has expression oh. just like this all all time. He, he's got subtle fa- subtle mouth smile with uh, center forehead uh, c- contraction elevated. Um, so he <laughs> Vladimir does that all the time. Uh, and Vladimir's a sociopath, you know. So <laughs> hey, Vlad. <laughs> <laughs> that is super scary. Well, when you were describing at the very beginning, um, I was imagining like, oh my gosh, that sounds kind of that does if you sound make like that expression, it will make you feel diabolical. It, mm-hmm. it really makes it'll if so about 10% of people can do it voluntarily, but we all do it as long as we have mm-hmm. a healthy, you know, neurologically intact face, like, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. to do it voluntarily, you, I mean, you could train someone to do it like an actor. Yeah. But once you make that expression, it'll, it'll creep you out. If you're alone yeah. and you're doing it, it'll creep you out. Um, you know, you're just standing in the mirror doing it to yourself or even without a mirror. It'll make you feel kind of creepy. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, and if it doesn't, guess what? You're a sociopath. <laughs> well, you know, it also kind of sounded like, and I hope I don't sound crazy saying this, it also sounds like um, like when a toddler does something naughty and they want to be naughty on purpose, because I sometimes think that toddlers can be a little sociopathic. Well, but yeah, no. they're, so, they're sorting out what, you know, so psychopaths are born Mm-hmm. Um, that way. And mm-hmm. sociopaths are products of the, of the environment. Yeah. Now, if you have a severe sociopath, I mean, they could be just as bad as a, you know, a, a, a serial murderer as a psychopath. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's a little bit academic after the mm-hmm. fact. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, you don't, you don't want to obsess on, is this bad dude a sociopath or psychopath? You yeah. just want to stay away from both of them. <laughs> but, exactly. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, children are, uh, you know, their nervous system is not fully intact. Their brain is not yeah. fully developed. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't start grow- stop growing. The brain doesn't stop growing to our 20s. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, that's, um, I, you know, another one, too, is it, more generalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it, 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 you know, what's the, what's the number one facial expression that goes along with insincerity? Um, and and uh, is a, the overuse of the forehead in general. So before a few moments ago, I talked about an elevated center forehead contraction. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. if the whole forehead itself is just overused too much, if someone's using their forehead too much, um, you know, who does this? Bad actors do it. You know, think back to some B-grade television show. Bad Mm -hmm. actors do it. Um, But also newscasters do it. Newscasters do it because they want to engender more feelings and they get Mm -hmm. kind of they get kind of numb. So they want to get a little hyperbolic. And Mm -hmm. so they're they're. They're trying to engender emotions, but really their own emotions are getting kind of numb. So they do it, um, you know, um, use car salesmen do it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but insincere people will overuse their forehead. Mm-hmm. Now, the forehead definitely needs to be in play because it's part of our facial expression. Yeah. In fact, so people, when they get really heavy Botox, you know, or even modest Botox, <laughs> you can't really use your forehead that much. The, for, the forehead definitely should be used as part of the normal human architecture and part of the normal human expression should be used. Mm-hmm. But when it's overused, yeah, that's when it's, um, in, it, that's a, a mark of insincerity. And when you, when you think about, um, 
people ask, you know, what's, what's a liar? What, what is this person doing? You see lying mm-hmm. in this moment mm-hmm. right now. Um, you can have a pretty honest person mm-hmm. who, who overall is a pretty honest person and you can catch him in a lie. Yeah. And then you can make a conclusion like, oh, he's a liar. And oh. when we say someone's a liar, what we imply is he lies chronically. Yes. You know, when we say someone's a liar, but you can catch a, a basically honest person in a lie. Uh, and then it's important to say, why did they lie? Did they lie mm-hmm. to make themselves look better? Did they lie to cover up a, a crime or a malfeasance? Mm-hmm. Or did they cry? Uh, maybe they lied to help to, to prevent someone's other, someone else's feelings from getting hurt. But you can, what, what's really fascinating is you can catch, like say you have a chronic liar. So a sociopath is okay. a chronic liar. Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, a quick and dirty definition of a sociopath or a psychopath, there's a whole long checklist, Robert Hare's 20 point checklist. But the two most important things on that checklist are chronic lying or chronic insincerity and also low empathy. Those yeah. are two. If you want to say a quick and dirty, if someone has low empathy, mm-hmm. uh, they're automatically or low or absent empathy. Man, mm-hmm. they are a sociopath or a psychopath. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, what's what's right up there, uh, almost as important, is, is is chronic lying. Now, a person can be a chronic liar without being a sociopath or a psychopath. They, there's other uh, emotional disorders and psychological mm-hmm. disorders where people are chronic liars, but they're not. They don't have low empathy. Mm-hmm. But um, but if they have low or absent empathy, they're automatically a sociopath or psychopath. Period. Uh, but but if but you can catch a a person who is a say a sociopath uh, who is a chronic liar you can catch but but they're not lying right now so how do you catch a liar when they're not lying in that moment now they mm-hmm. have patterns of insincerity and the two biggest patterns of insincerity are the ones I just spoke about mm-hmm. the, the overuse of the forehead. And, and along with that, uh, eyebrows go up a lot. Um, but um, and, and that, that, that one I talked about five minutes ago or so where the center forehead goes up and there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a mouth smile. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that, that correlate most highly with lack of uh, sincerity. So they cannot be lying right now. But mm-hmm. you can see if they do that a lot. Yeah, that person is out to skin me, even though they're not lying <laughs> in this moment now. So that's how you catch a liar when they're not even lying. Wow. That is like, that's when you know to keep, keep away. That guy's the next cubicle. You want to move three cubicles down at work or or maybe in the next wing of the building. That is some really good advice. And if you're on a date, if you're sitting across the table from that guy, yeah, like get as the hell out of that date, block him. That's really good advice, Dr. Jack. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I think you've been so helpful and so wonderful. Thank you. Where can people find you? Well, my, my website is Body Language EQ, uh, Body Language EQ, that stands for Emotional Quotient.com. And um, that's my website. And then there's, uh, I have a blog attached to that. And also, like you mentioned, my Twitter handle. It's at, mm-hmm. uh, at Dr. G. Jack Brown uh, on Twitter. And if you put, just put Body Language Expert Dr. Jack Brown Twitter, you'll, I will come up there. Uh, so you can, you know, I have my contact information there. Um, my phone number is 702-239-8503. But you can, you can just contact me, any of that. My email is there uh, as well. And um, I'd be happy to answer any questions um, and uh, if anyone's interested in learning more. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to help us, you know, those of us who are struggling on the dating scene and giving us some really good advice. Dr. Jack, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Break, 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 break.